the views and opinions expressed on this podcast solely of those of the people appearing on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. You are listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simply, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome in the Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Tim Krieger. Oh, that was so last month. Sorry. Uh, it's May 1st, boys. We're back in the office. And we got a legend on today's show. Jackson Clement. Mr. Jackson, yeah. if you let me introduce him. Thank I'm sorry. you. Sorry. You don't remember that? No. Uh, Jackson Clements. When I said Mr. Jackson, uh, like I always introduce somebody Mr. Something. You're like, right, right. Like I forgot his last name. He's a good dude. Been at Caledonia. Been around. Been at Caledonia for a long time. I don't remember how long. Longer than you're alive, I thought. Probably. Probably. No, it was close, though. Since it, When was it built? 90-something, Jimmy said? 96, 97, 94? So how about the table that we recorded on was the one that Mike Strands pulled out the blueprints? I'd heard. Yeah. Like, drew them out right there on mm-hmm. that table. Kind of crazy. For that golf course. For Caledonia. Yeah. Yeah, at the Heritage Club. We did a podcast with the current superintendent at the golf course where the architect sketched the golf course. Correct. That's pretty cool. It was cool. It was very cool. You didn't, like, carve your name in that, did you? No. no, no, no. I mean, I've seen some bathrooms you've left and you put your you number liar. up on the wall. You <laughs> liar. Did not. But Did you ever do that in, in school? Were you no. one of those kids who carved in the desks? No, 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 no. You did. I was out of destruction. Yeah, you put like those heavy metal signs in there and whatever you were listening to, like a Metallica M in a desk or something. No, man. I used to hate that. I'd get to a desk and I'd be like, what? Why? The only thing I do is take a picture of the sombrero every time I go by south of the border on I-95. Every time I put it on my Instagram story. Same picture? Yeah. Going and coming. Hopefully, most of the time it's in the same day. So I get Is this more. where I'm supposed to admit we got a group of buddies who do that every time we go by the Bobo Spa on the way to the beach? Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. And that little white building? Yeah. Bobo Spa yeah, on the, the way in, right at that intersection? Yeah. <laughs> oh. who, who, who's our guest? Jackson Clements. Oh, that's right. That's right. At, from where? Caledonia. And what's the best part about Caledonia? They're oh. tea markers. Oh, yeah. Ducks. Ducks. Yes. Mallards. Alan learned a little bit about ducks. I did. Pintails. Yep, yep. Is it the same duck on every tee? No. Just with a different ring around the neck. You know what I'm saying? Different color tees. Yes. No. No. No, no. They're different. So what was the most impressive thing about the interview to you? With Jackson? Yeah. Well, I mean, just his history and knowledge, you know, of him being around and kind of his take on life. I'm upset we didn't get to the term Bobby's that he coined. Apparently, somebody got him to talk about his work ethic these days. That was a big hit. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You'll have to listen in, I guess, folks. Golly. And the cool thing, I think, is that it could be a generational thing. He's got his son as his assistant right That's now. That's right, yeah. And to think that if he's been there since Strantz designed it, grew it in, built it, and then his son could maintain it. I mean, that goes into some of the stories we talked about with Hunky and, and longevity in those places where it's like three golf pros for 100 years or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that is cool. That'd be pretty cool to have that same name. Like let it play out, dude. Imagine if he had a son. Mm. Mm. 
who then was able to carry it on. I was disappointed that there's really no fish in Caledonia Golf and Fish Club. That's just a gimmick. Marketing, man. It's marketing. marketing yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Gimmick's the wrong word. So all those times that you looked on Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday to try and book, or sorry, Myrtle Beach Vacations, is that what it's called, Mr. Reimer? Yeah. Um, to book a time at Caledonia, you were wondering where the fishing package was. Yeah, I really did. I wanted to know what was the fishing part today. You know. <laughs> the Reds only run at a certain time of year, Alan, and you got to go to Georgetown. I guess so. Yeah. What is it, late April we can go down there and do those? Is that now? Are they I running now or is that March? I don't know, man. You don't fish either. I do NASCAR. this portion of the pulling weeds podcast is brought to you by simplot turf and horticulture's industry leading performance pack lineup of innovative products performance pack delivers next level dependability for your greens fertility programs coupled with our fertility management calculator the simplot turf and horticulture sales reps are able to work with you to design and formulate a winning game plan specifically for your property and objectives simplot bringing earth's resources to life all right everybody welcome in if you get a little weed eater in the background it's because progress does not stop at the beach just because big al shows up we learned that earlier today. We are here with the golf course superintendent of, I'm going to say, probably the most well-known yeah. Yeah. golf course out of the Grand Strand, Myrtle Beach, Ori, Georgetown County, everything, Caledonia Golf and Fish Club, Mr. Jackson. Jackson Clemens. I call everybody by their first name. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. So... I would agree with what Tim just said, that any time you hear somebody talking about the beach, Caledonia is the end-all, be-all for most people. So kudos for keeping it that way. I mean, I know, when was it built? Uh, Jim's better with dates than I am. I know it's been about 27 years. 94. And you've been there since 97? Uh, Yeah, that's correct. Did you spend any time with Mr. Strantz? Uh, John? Mike. Uh, Strengths. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said Springs. Yeah, yeah. I did spend a good bit of time with uh, Mike. In fact, I was uh, involved with the when I was still in school with Ori Georgetown. Uh, I was working for Wadsworth Construction, building Watchsaw Plantation. Really. And Mike was Fazio's lead designer yep. at that time. So, wow. Uh, so yeah, he was. Uh, I think about Mike almost every day. I never will forget it. Uh, he was shaping like one green in the surrounds and uh, a steep face right in front of the green. And I was like, Mike, how are we going to possibly maintain this? He said, Jackson, he said, my job's to build it. It's your job to figure out how to maintain it. So I knew where I stood <laughs> right, right off the bat with Mike. Your hair's almost as close as his now. I mean, a couple more months, you'll be there. I'm channeling my inner Mike strengths. <laughs> Man, the color, though, it's looking a little bit more like mine, unfortunately, than Mike's was. I don't remember him being as gray as us at this no, point. Unfortunately, Mike what, passed away when he was 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. One of the tragedies, some people say that the, the, the work that he left undone could have been some of the best that golf could have ever seen no, with the direction that he was going with these places, with your place here at Caledonia and Bulls Bay and some of those others. I'll say my first introduction is Bulls Bay, and they have a nice big portrait hanging Oh yeah, in the lobby of, with, of Mike Strands. Yeah, I always wondered, had Mike you know, still been alive and still designing golf courses, would he have maybe reverted back to the style of like, a Caledonia, you know, instead of a 
Tobacco Road, or which Tobacco Road is one of my favorite yeah. golf courses anywhere. Do you think it's a love-hate thing at Tobacco Road for people? Oh, I definitely think it is. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people, and you're right. You either love it or hate it. But uh, I won the uh, Carolinas Championship up there. That's right. In 2001, I think it was. And uh, so, so I, you won I'm it. in the love category. It was a standalone event. It wasn't with the conference and show at that time, correct? I think that's correct. Yeah. Yes. And you won at Tobacco Road? Yep. Sure wow. Did. Probably. He knows all the secrets when you yeah, go working say, for the man. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I've played in it in the tournament one time since then. I hear you. <laughs> so do you play anymore? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Well, if you don't mind, tell everybody about Caledonia and that club. About Caledonia? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to start, really. Uh, it's got a beautiful drive-in. We can start there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Doc Lashcott was the uh, – with the Ponderosa Corp okay. that, you know, built Caledonia. And uh, so I think a lot of his influence can be seen there, you know, like the clubhouse. The clubhouse was built, I guess, in what, 95, somewhere around there, 94, 95. But it looks like it's been there forever. Yeah. And uh, it's only, Caledonia's only, I think, like 140 acres. So it's amazing what wow. Mike was able to do with that piece of property. You know, when you play it, it doesn't feel that small. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, just a beautiful piece of property. And uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of Mike Strantz's work. So, so what's up with the fish part of it? Y'all fish here at all? Uh, you or know, is that the, just the name? They, they serve fish. Yeah, that, that's really just the name. Before they built the golf course, the owners had bought it as just a like a hunting and fishing retreat okay so when they decided to build a golf course they uh just named it caledonia golf and fish club but there's never any you know we the don't fish have aspect. any fishing guides or anything like but that. but y'all do have that when i was you make fun of me when i tell about they serve fish i'm talking about the, the gentleman who stands out there serving catfish or fish stew. fish stew yeah, yeah. For the golfers, free of charge. You just kind of stop by when you go into what hole is that? It's right uh, where you, before you go to one and ten. Okay. Yeah, we call it little chowder shack and a little background on that. George Young, he's passed away now, but he was the guy that first started making the fish stew and serving the fish stew, and he was George Vanderbilt's right hand man. Wow. At uh, Arcadia. So. Uh, Need That's to cool. Get to know people like that. Yeah. They've been part of the history of the Walkamore Neck. Right, right. So, with all the weddings, do you serve the soup at the weddings too that y'all do out there, or is that just for golf? I don't know. I try to stay away from the weddings. I filmed a wedding <laughs> out there once. All they do is tear up all your good work, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, we lost our little practice tee. Now that's a, a wedding <laughs> platform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one less thing you got to maintain, or do they want it turf out there now? True, it's still turf, but you know we have a big tent up half the year, so. So they uh, took the little short game area. They took part of that tee box. Uh, that oh, tee man, box, that's a, yeah. The first time I visited there, probably 2019, I was with the Women's South Carolina Golf Association, their senior championship, mm -hmm. and I had some time to kill, and I went and got some balls out the, out the car and clubs and chipped and putted for a while. That was a good little spot. Yeah, you know, still it's fine. The uh, golfers, they still they'll park right there. The little putting green yeah. we built, and they can go out there and chip and putt and warm up. We used to have a net, and that just didn't. oh, so there's no driving range at all. No, but okay. they can go to True Blue before they play and gotcha. hit balls over there. Yeah, which is 
right across the street almost yeah. for those that come and visit or whatever that's why it's are they still owned by the same yeah, outfit still owned by ponderosa so you can do package play at both etc things of that nature i'm assuming yeah we have uh, caledonia golf vacations and, gotcha. and you know all the other providers can book it as well but we can do it in-house too are yeah. we allowed to talk about any of the animals that you may or may not have taken off property since you worked here as a, as a uh, yeah, club? We, we do it by the book. We took a, uh, I guess it was six, eight years ago, we had a, uh, it's about 11 foot alligator. And uh, my assistant, who uh, started working for me when Jim came over here, he called me and said, Hey, that big alligator's on the collar at eight green. And I said, Well, just drive your cart towards him, he'll jump in the lake, you know. He drove his cart towards him. He didn't jump in the lake, so we got with the uh, South Carolina DNR and and took him out. I gotcha. Yeah. Not just relocate, unfortunately, but when they get to that size, there's really not a good place to put them on the scene. Not really. No. Yeah. Because 11 feet, people don't seem to think it's that large, but that's a very mm. large alligator. Oh yeah. For any area, much less right here. And you know, uh, Jim can tell you, we've had golfers will come up to us and say, "Hey, the." be a gator laying up on a beach bunker and they are those real like, yeah they're real and you better treat them like they're real too uh, so i'm sure tim if i'm not mistaken you have i'll say the wrong term duck or mallard tee boxes is that correct tee mm-hmm. markers yeah yeah we have the uh pintails for the back tees then the mallards for the traditional blue tees we have the wood ducks on the white tees and the redheads on the ladies tees that's cool you have to love that, don't you? Oh, I, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I've still never played Caledonia. So, I'm... I haven't either. I've shot a lot of photos there. We've been there. We've hosted our championship the last couple of years. Yeah. And we'll be back again this fall, if all goes well. COVID yeah. willing. And vaccinations across the board. But, yeah. You reminded me when you brought up Bob's name earlier. I was like, I probably need to call him and make sure we're still on the books. But... Hey, you are. Yeah. Last time we <laughs> left off, we, we were a good spot because... It's neat to have two. We need three golf courses, and to have two, and then when you could include Watchesaw into that mix, they're relatively close at such a high end. I call it high end facility, but then True Blue's got the lawn and the ability to host a reception right afterwards, right across the street. It's not an inconvenience. Right. So we love the dollar hosting for us. You were the superintendent here, were you not? I was here about a year and a half. Okay. Uh, Yep. Sure and was. here is the Heritage Club, by the way. Well, I don't know if we right. told everybody where we were. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go a little bit of background on you. you. Would you go to turf school? Where'd you grow up? How'd yeah, you get I, here? I grew up in the big city of Andrews, South Carolina. Oh. And yeah. uh, I was lucky enough in a small little town, population probably like 2,500 people, we had a little nine hole golf course. What, what was and it called? The, uh, what was it called? Cherry Hill Country okay. Club. And the uh, old pro there, Wilson Myers, every Saturday he would invite all the kids out and he would give us lessons on the range free of charge. And uh, I kind of hung out and rode around with him a good bit when he was doing things on the course. And I think I was thinking about it before I came over. I think that's where what eventually what ultimately got me interested in you know being a golf course superintendent okay even though i didn't really think of it think about it at the time but i went to school at the uh, graduated from the university of south carolina 
got out like a lot of people didn't know exactly what I wanted to do so then I uh, attended Ori Georgetown Tech and I uh, did my work study down at Long Cove in Hilton Head and uh, so who would have been there at the time at uh, Long Cove at Long Cove that would have been Kent Steyer okay he was the superintendent and Craig Kettleson was the assistant that was a real real good work study enjoyed that yep but uh, that's a pretty daggum unique property as well. I mean, when you look at some of the features out there compared to here as well. Yeah, Pete Dye Golf Course, and uh, I think it's one of uh, one of my favorite ones I've played that Pete has done. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. There are some that I'm a little <laughs> hate on the love hate scale <laughs> that we right. mentioned earlier. Yes, sir. Yeah. What about were you at Heron Point as well? I was at Heron Point in, uh, at uh, Hilton Head. No, that's in, okay. I don't think it exists anymore, does it? Uh, <laughs> I think it gave way to housing. It's one of the Myrtle Beach yeah, facilities. Yeah, I was at River Oaks. That course had not opened yet, and I went to River Oaks uh, for a couple years and helped get that golf course open. And then uh, a guy from the bank that was funding River Oaks asked me to come over to Heron Point, so I went over to Heron Point for a couple years then came to the Heritage and actually got out of golf for a couple of years started selling real estate and Did you? Uh, realized real quick that wasn't my best profession like <laughs> I hear you. and then ended up at uh caledonia been there for 27 years and y'all are connected are you not are you connected with caledonia are you the same group or no heritage and okay Caledonia? yeah no. okay but you and true blue are right and is that it is that the only yeah okay yeah okay. that's the only two golf courses they're connected by that marsh right out the back Correct. window here right yeah. like we can see part of your your river back through here exactly i will say the view on 18 at caledonia is pretty cool the way the the whole shapes up and you can and the balcony or the, the back porch right. you could have a group watching and true blue too i guess there's a big back porch there. yeah you can get both greens coming in to turn at true blue can't you isn't nine close as well well, um, nine's across the across okay. the road, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty special. You know, even when you're just out there playing a casual round, and you get to 18, and you're getting ready to hit your second shot, and it's a bunch of yeah. golfers have been enjoying adult <laughs> beverages. Right, I mean, right. it'll still get on get on your nerves a little oh, bit yeah. when you got to hit that second shot in. We got to play the old course one time, and I remember Doug was with Doug Lowe in our second round yeah. out there. And there were about 40, 45 people along that back wall that ain't have nothing to do but watch golf that were, like, clapping and booing. And oh, I'm like, yeah. well, we got us a little fan base out here. It's, gonna, it's hard to get the wedge taken back here, <laughs> you know? Is. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Doug was uh, – he played Caledonia a couple weeks ago. Mm. Uh, that's Doug, funny. Doug Lowe did? Well, oh, yeah. Uh, I he, told on him, didn't I? Well, you did because <laughs> – he, he, he sent me a note and said, hey, something about I want to start playing some more golf, et cetera. And so we've got a thing this weekend. We're going to go to Pinehurst and play a couple of us. And he made it seem like he hadn't played in a couple months. There so, you go. Um, now that I understand why he wants to go a day early and get some Krieger money, as he calls it. <laughs> that's funny. I should tell him that you're coming with. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, a note I have here is to ask for a sweet daddy story. A sweet daddy story. Who was well, sweet since, daddy? Since we're at the Heritage, I'll tell one from the Heritage when I was here, uh, and we were talking about Charles Henry Spivey, who worked here, and then he also worked with Gemini at Caledonia. But uh, I had gone to lunch one day, 
came back in in the shop like what in the heck is that smell and uh, started asking around Charles had found a roadkill possum and decided he would cook it in the microwave <laughs> whoa he was quite the character to say Man. the least did he eat it oh he ate it <laughs> I've seen I've seen him catch a brim out the river there at Caledonia and he'll take a bite of it and the gills will still be moving mm. <laughs> he was a character Man. good worker though I bet at times <laughs> except when we get a call that our backhoe was up at the convenience store and he's going to get a pack of cigarettes <laughs> that's not close from anywhere I just no. made that ride to get a bottle of water did somebody really call you like hey your backhoe's up here oh yeah oh, wow yeah. Uh, that do, wasn't you, do you think any all? of this is being made up? <laughs> Man, that's hilarious. All right, so you got the Winchester belt on. Do you do you hunt? You like sports? Uh, I used to clays? do a lot more golfing. Uh, duck hunting has probably been my main passion. I, I guess I'm a wing shooter, duck hunting, dove hunting, that sort of thing. But uh, as I've gotten a little older, it's just not quite as important to me anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> did you? Did you? Do the duck placement of the tees based on your preference of hunting, like the harder, like the pin no, that, tail? No, that was before I got there. I, okay. I got to think that was probably, I would think Doc had some. I've never killed a pin tail. That's why I'm wondering. Oh, yeah? It's the elusive one. Yeah. No, why, they're not tail. around here? They're just, they're more coastal from what okay. I understand in and, northern. Yeah, and their populations have been down compared to, you know, like some of the other species. So, yeah, it's a treat to get yeah. a pin tail. I got my first canvas back couple years ago in south carolina did you really which was to me that's a feat you know i mean on the lake um over off of uh yeah at the waterfowl center Uh just off of lake marion there yeah santee cooper i guess yeah because we grew up in the dakotas and we'd see the migratory flocks that would cover the sky of geese you know i mean just tens of thousands of them oh yeah and you'd see a lot more redheads and canvasback and black ducks and things of that nature out there were more common. But right. since moving to the Carolinas, man, those things are yeah, yeah our, that's a treat. Our company owns uh, part of a cattle ranch out in uh, Nebraska, in uh-huh. Paxton, Nebraska. So I've been out there, you know, eight or ten times hunting with them. And, nice. Uh, yeah, that's some great mallard hunting on the North Platte River. Those wild mallards actually oh, yeah. taste a whole lot better, too. That's right. So, anyhow. Sorry, we got sidetracked. I know Alan doesn't care about ducks. So no, I do. We got to get do. back over. Especially their tea markers. Uh, Are you thinking about duck butt from our boy's tweet last night? No, that was funny, Turf Beard. Uh, your son, does he work with you? Yes. Uh, he's my first assistant. How's, he, uh, that, how's that going? Because we've heard Andy Ipoc, where his dad worked for him. How's it having your son? Is it... It's, it's going real good. He uh, graduated from the Citadel. Oh, kudos kind, to him. Damn, like, you got a good kid. That's right. And uh, he was kind of like me when he got out. He didn't know what he wanted to do. And we were sitting on the porch one day and just started talking about different things he could do. He wanted to be outside and like sports, obviously. Uh, so uh, I called who? What? I'm trying to think. Rick McGinnis, oh, when yeah. he was still at Ori Georgetown Tech, and I said, Rick, you know, my son's interested in coming to school, and I think the quarter just started. But he said, you know, come by tomorrow, and we'll we'll make it work. So he uh, he graduated from Tech and then did his uh, work study up at Pinehurst Number 4. Oh, neat. And uh, Was that with Alan? 
Who's it for? Yeah, that was with Alan, yeah. Okay. And, you know, I, I debated back and forth whether it would be a good idea to hire my son to work for me, and I talked to Bob Rainham, who you all know, and Bob told me, yeah, he thought it would be a real good idea, and it's worked out, worked out real well. He's not living at home anymore, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little too much turf conversation there. Oh, that's great. Is he your only child? Do you have others? Now I got a daughter that's uh, 18 months younger than him, and then our youngest is a sophomore at the University of South Carolina. Wow. Go Gamecocks. Yeah. Do you make them go to USC? Uh, no, I, th- I guess they got scarred with it growing up. I got gotcha. uh, Speaking of that, have you all seen the baseball field? The, the picture of the baseball I have, field yeah. with the palmetto tree in the outfield? How'd they do that? Uh, just with that ryegrass, I guess they just, okay. you know go against the grain but uh yeah clark that? and his staff they do a heck of a job with the yeah. sports fields up at the university so his his new guy who's take kind of taking his the wing from tim flanagan have right. you ever met tim i don't think i've met tim but i when i, I text clark this morning and complimented him on the field and he said uh, yeah he said tim and the guys are doing a heck of a job yeah so we had the opportunity to interview him and actually got to go like into the stadium into his office oh yeah which was pretty cool i'm a clemson guy so you know i, I only took a selfie on the field to piss people off <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> but yeah we were right down there at williams bryce hell we were just down there last week as well at the uh, palmetto shop doing another thing we all got all the bragging rights right now so you yeah post about anything you want to it's been <laughs> i tell people you know what i mean it's just i paid to cheer for that team so it ain't like you know we've been through the bottoms too we'll just enjoy oh, yeah. the ride and it ain't like we're gonna be here forever so yeah. anyhow it's part of it what's uh what's your favorite place to play at the beach or you golf wise that's not caledonia uh, the bit, I actually enjoy True Blue a lot. Do you? I, I really do. I, I like some of the elevated tees and the kind of the Lynx feel to it. Uh, in the Carolinas, I, I love Tobacco Road. I know I'm going all Mike's trance here, but... No, no. Nothing no, <laughs> wrong with that. I'm, I'm a strands junkie guy, So um, and uh, Ross. Those are my two. Well, what, right. what other strands are there besides Bulls Bay, Tobacco, and Caledonia in the Carolinas? Let's see, Caledonia True Blue, Bulls True Blue. Bay, and then he, he did uh, Tot Hill. Royal New Kent and Tot Hill and Stonehouse. And then his last project was out at the uh, Monterey. Monterey Peninsula. Yeah. 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 And I remember Nick Faldo, when they first played the tournament there after Mike had done the restoration, I remember Faldo saying that was the best bunkering he'd ever seen. What amazed me is the the artwork that would come out of him ahead of time and then the shaping that matched it. So oh, yeah. Like when you look, I think it's with the 14th hole at Bulls Bay, there's a, a, a original sketch, and when you yeah. go stand down there, you're like, see, that's yeah, what, how, how did that happen? That's, oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it's like it matches it. That's yeah. how he was described to me, more of an artist than would say, I'm going to draw it good than go make this. And he did. Yeah. For, at least for my, I don't know. I oh, definitely. Like so you. when he uh, – you know, he had had his two girls, and he kind of got tired of traveling, you know, with Fazio, so he relocated to Charleston. And in 89, when Hugo came through and, you know, kind of messed up Wild Dunes, oh, yeah, he was time. the one that kind of put that back together. But before then, a couple of years before then, he was doing artwork, and he actually, I told you earlier, my son graduated from the Citadel, and he actually did some... Uh, 
Prince did some drawings of some of the buildings uh. and all at the Citadel, which I bought from Heidi, his wife, uh, to give my son for his graduation. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because Charleston, that's when he, gosh, who was it? That's when he bumped into Joe Rice and some of those other folks, right? And kind of got tied in with doing some of the work right down there with Bulls Bay. He drew the drawings for Caledonia in this room right here. Really? Wow. I remember coming up here and talking to him, yeah. yeah. In fact, remember I found all those drawings yeah. there and gave them back to Heidi. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is probably on this table. Wow. Yeah. This is a better table than we've had at the SCGA office for years. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of Caledonia, y'all have that little motorcycle thing out there. Have you ridden that yet? The little scooters, yeah. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. You scared? Uh, no. I uh-huh. uh, just hadn't played that much golf. And, uh, I hear you. I, I got like, no interest, but I'm, yeah. I would do the scooter before I do the surfboard thing, I think. Yeah. The skateboard looking thing? Yeah. Scurfboard or whatever? Yeah. But Meredith they, Kirk rides those. Amazingly, I don't think we've True Blues had any accidents since they put those things out there. And you see a lot of older people riding them, and so they must be relatively safe. Three wheelers, aren't they? Uh, I can't remember. No. Hey, so what's, your, two. what's your biggest complaint about True Blue other than Kevin being there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't really have any complaints. About Y'all get along True well? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, he seems to be a good egg. Yeah, we get along real good. Nice. What else you got? Well, we Golf wise, because I'm just going to go back to the ducks. Yeah, before, <laughs> before we go back to ducks. Any uh, <clears throat> the wildlife, obviously alligators and ducks. What what do you have out there? The abundance of snakes anywhere? Is there a certain pond that's. Oh, tons uh, of birds, ducks. I tell you, an uh, interesting story. I think, I'm pretty sure Jim was still over there, but we. Uh, we used to have the post and ropes along the cart pass where we'd open up entrances and exits for the carts to go in and go yeah. out and we kept having our ropes being cut and we were like golly what the heck you know i thought it was a neighborhood kid or something like that and then finally somebody saw a coyote flossing on our ropes wow. and they ate the <laughs> kept eating the ropes in half really yeah i don't know why Did you trap any of those Nah, they seem. I don't think we have them like we did for a while. I don't see them as much anymore. Bobcats? I've never seen a bobcat over there. Ron uh, claims he has. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I want to know before you get back to hunting with Tim. Give us some young huntoon stories when he used to work for you. Anything? What's What's one day where he messed up? Just one. Well, just. I wish I could think of something to put on Jim, but he he didn't mess up too much. Well, that's good. Uh, we had a. Was he ever late? No. He ever give you any lip? No. Did he I ever think... say no, sir? I'm not doing that today. <laughs> not in those words. Uh... <laughs> 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 no, nah, it worked out real, real good. The time Jim was with me. Uh... So, who are some of the guys that you've had come through that are still around, like Jim and some others that you've worked with, maybe that are still hanging around the beach that we'd know? Uh, well, Jeffrey Richardson, he's over at uh, True Blue with Kevin. Okay. And uh, really haven't had a lot of assistance through the years. because Max. Max Jordan, that's right. Max oh, is, hey, Max. <laughs> yeah. I used to work with Max's uh, brother. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Bennett. Bear, Bear Creek on the Hilton Head Plantation. Yeah, the I didn't realize course. Max worked down here. Yeah, because yeah, he went to Ori Georgetown, didn't he? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he went down and he worked for I can't think of our guy's name over there at Palmetto or at Hampton Hall forever. Correct. And then he went to uh, Paul Sapochek. Hans's brother. Sapochek. Yeah. Yeah. Sapochek. Yes. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Hans's brother. Matt. I got gotcha. you. Hampton Hall used to burn burn in their hazard lines. Roundup. Right. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well. For as a term administrator, we wouldn't have put the line in the same place they burned it in. They did it more for play and keep it moving. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. It didn't create little divots that people would want relief from because then you'd mark it in a different spot? No, but I do remember. I was like, Biff, do I paint it what they got or what I would normally do? And he's like, do what you normally would do. Do you paint your golf course? We painted for, I don't know, I think it was five or six years. And then uh, <clears throat> now we oversee fairways and tees. Uh, yeah, I, I like both methods. Sure. So you're back to overseeding now? Back to overseeding, just a shortcut. Okay. And it uh, works out fine. We don't have any transition is- issues. In the early days, we overseed wall to wall. Right. And, yeah, that ryegrass would get tall and all the shaded areas we got in the roughs at Caledonia with all the trees. Yeah. I mean, you'd go ahead and order about five truckloads of sod <laughs> when the ryegrass died out. So. So just doing the shortcut, we don't have any issues with transition. So what do you have on your greens now? Champion. Champion. Yeah, just, we don't overseed them. And not that G two or any of that, just champion. Right, right. The original champion. That's been what, Jim? Ten, eleven years? Twelve years? The year sixteen. Sixteen. Boy, time flies, doesn't it? And you don't airify? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and they're still, you know, still good. But, you know, like Jim and I were talking the other day, you know, you get those mutations. Uh, eventually, we could be due for a, a redo yeah. on so those. You are starting to see some of that coming through. Oh, yeah. It's mainly on certain greens. It's not necessarily on every green, a lot of it, but on certain greens. Did yeah. you ever meet Hal Hicks? Who was down at Seminole? Have you ever met him? Well, uh, you know, Al. know Al, yeah, but, but I don't no. think I ever met Hal. So we were down at Seminole, and we were walking up one of the fairways, and I asked him, because he had champion, and I said, well, how old are these greens? He's like, oh, I think two seasons. This is the third season. And they were pure. I said, well, how long then will you have this grass? He's like, probably another two seasons, yeah. and then we'll replant. I said, well, why? They're perfect. And he looked at me, and he said, well, what's wrong with new? <laughs> And I, was, I couldn't understand him. He's like, well, do you like a new Coca-Cola or an old Coca-Cola? He's like, do I want new grass or do I want mutated grass? And so he was just keep the strain, you know, and it was like every couple of years. So to hear that. But, I mean, 16 years, it's taken a long time, I'm assuming, right, to start seeing any of that? Or have you started seeing it for years? Mm, I mean, you'd start seeing it some. And we used to try to, uh, you know, plug it out. and But that's pretty much a <laughs> I mean, you you can plug it out, and you're still going to get it. I'm sure, like when you airify, there's a strain of it, and then you kind of spread it around. So it's sure, no way to just entirely stop it. You can kind of delay it for a while. But how um how many rounds y'all doing? Uh, right around forty, little above maybe. At your club alone? Just at Caledonia, yeah. And I think True Blue don't. I thought you were private, semi-private. No, we're we're. You're public. But we're public, yeah. And the most I mean, popular we, one down here. No members? We have members, but um, <clears throat> obviously, like in the busy seasons, they have, you know, they have 
can't make a tea time same day. It's like two days out they can make a tea time. Okay. But, uh, you know, when, what was it, 2008, when the housing bubble and the stock market and all that good stuff, you know, we used to get, we'd get Greyhound buses full of golfers from the Northeast. And, you know, we didn't have to really take any local play if we didn't want to. Cause, and you could charge what you wanted to. Oh, yeah. And, you know, spring and fall, we probably played 80% of our, our play. But then, you know, we don't get the real big groups like we used to with the package play. So we've had to supplement some with, with local play and gotcha. members. Gotcha. Do, y'all, do y'all host a college event? Yeah, the Golf Week Challenge. Uh, typically, about? the girls will play at Caledonia and the guys at True Blue, although they switched it up last time. But I, I really look forward to that. You know? How many days is that? Uh, they compete? Well, with the practice round, like four days. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, you do anything different in preparations leading up to it? Uh, we just try to, you know, speed the greens up a little bit. And, uh, but, you know, we, we try to keep things in tournament condition all the time there you go. But, right but uh are you a stimp reading guy uh, i used to be more so not as much <laughs> now you know you kind of you can get a feel for it you could probably watch a ball roll and call the number pretty close i'm guessing oh yeah and i like to go out and hit some putts you know even if i'm not playing a lot I like to hit some putts see how they rolling but what yeah what piece of advice would you give a young up-and-coming super uh i guess the first thing is you in this business you have to be passionate about it if you're not passionate about it it will eat you up mm-hmm. well said uh i guess the other thing is is i think you kind of have to even though i mean i can remember working like at watch in the first several years of caledonia working you know sometimes 70 80 hours a week oh yeah so i would i think you kind of have to watch for for yeah. burnout you know for oh yeah just putting in too many hours. I remember when I was at Watchesaw, before my wife and I got married, she was living in Charlotte, and she came down to see me one weekend, and we were going out to eat that night, and she started looking on my dash, you know, and she said, you got like four checks here that hadn't even been cashed. I said, well, I hadn't had time to go to the bank. Wow. <laughs> That's a good feeling. <laughs> you hope. But yeah, that, right. that was back when checks bounced. <laughs> and you'd get a letter two weeks later that you owed 15 bucks and you were in the hole. Right? It's a good way to save money and working that much. You didn't have time to spend it. You're right. You're you didn't. Right. You didn't. I did retail for a couple of years and it was like 80 hours a week. And then you realize you're like, well, yeah, you can't spend any money. You ain't got no time to go anywhere. Cause <laughs> right. You're open when everybody else is wanting to be off and coming to see you. So mm. what, what was the first car you drove? First car I drove was a Monte Carlo. Nice. Like, like a 72 or something like that. What Silver? color do you remember? Uh, bronze. Nice. Yeah. This is back when colors meant something. I know. Bronze. Been through a few since then. The Monte Carlos or cars? <laughs> no, just uh, cars in general. <laughs> you driving a truck now? Oh, yeah. Everybody. Do you know a superintendent who doesn't drive a truck? I don't. I knew one. Mm-hmm. Brian Steeler used to drive a Mustang. At Highlands. That's yeah. interesting. I, I don't think I know one who doesn't drive a truck. His company car was a 5.0 liter Mustang. No, at any of our meetings, you'll, you'll find a damn parking lot full of trucks, won't you? Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> white trucks. Well, and I didn't realize the white truck thing until I bought one. My last one was a demo to save a couple bucks, and it's white. And now I pull up, and I'm like, yeah. The cool thing is you can get through a lot of construction sites 
having a white truck. Uh, they don't yeah. know you any better. And then when you get a real long beard going, they just wave <laughs> you on through. And you can wiggle your way on down the road. Um, have you lived anywhere other than here, South Carolina? No, just the time I went to uh, you know school at the University of South Carolina. Uh, I've been here ever since. Traveled anywhere? Ever been to Europe? Uh, never. That's on my on my list. Once this, uh, I'm supposed to get my my second shot on April the fifth, and I think that's going to be a requirement at least for a while. But that's on my bucket list, especially to go to like Italy and France. And uh, but uh, traveling, you know, just Virgin Islands, Canada, okay. but never have been to Europe. That's something I really want to do. You got any turkeys on property here? Uh, there's some turkeys over at True Blue, and we've seen a few at Caledonia, but you go right up the road. Don't say the reserve. Well, the reserve, and then this way, you know, Arcadia and Prince really? George, and there's tons of them there. Did you ever get into turkey hunting? I did. Man, I, I, to me, that when he's coming and gobbling and strutting and clucking, that's about the most exciting <clears throat> hunting I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, I never was real wild about it being in spring when it started warming up and those snakes coming out. But uh, I hate carrying a thirty-eight special with a rat shot yeah, in it for that especially reason. Especially when alone. I used to think about crawling through the weeds trying to sneak up on one. I, oh, yeah. I don't think I'd do it now. But. Y'all crazy. I would not do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's part of it. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, opening day, I mean, it was in the 20s in the morning. Mm-hmm. But that afternoon, it was in the mid-80s. And by the end of that week, opening week, I mean, you couldn't walk a mile down the road without two black snakes being just laid out. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering about all them other ones that you yeah. don't see. The, the, the little ones with the big teeth or the big fangs. You know, those are the ones I'm worried about on the creeks and along the water. And anyhow, yeah. So you, you never had any issues with snakes down here and any of the guys or anything? No, we just uh, – our Mexican employees like they for a while any snake they saw they would just kill it and we finally you know told them look don't kill the good snakes yeah right you know so uh, they're a lot better about it now but no neutra or anything like that muskrats anything like that crazy around the edges Mm, no mole crickets got plenty of mole crickets how big (laughs) how big you got some of them big ones like that we're seeing on the twitter machine you know it seemed like when uh Chip Go Choice first came out for years. You know, we didn't have hardly any trouble with them. And just in the last, what would you say, Jim, five, six years, they have gotten back to, it seems like how I remember Watch Us All back in the old days when you got there and spray orthene and, you know, just look like a mass. <laughs> they just all pop up and start dying. Yeah, but, uh, but boy, they've, they've come back with a vengeance. Mm. And, uh, it's funny, True Blue doesn't really have much issue with them. And uh, Caledonia, we got a ton. I know Jim has them over here. And the only thing I can think, a lot of the soil at True Blue is when they dug the lakes. And I don't know if that mucky soil, maybe they don't like tunneling in that as much. Huh. But, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, we're blessed with them. You got nematodes? Uh, you know... Up until last year, I hadn't treated for nematodes in like 25 years. Just never had any issues, never even really thought about them. And then 
like I say, two years ago, coming into the spring, we were like, you know, something ain't quite right. You know, started getting some bare areas on the greens and whatnot. And sure enough, we had a had a good good batch of them. Really? Uh, yeah. So really had to start paying attention to those a lot more. And I don't know why all those years we never really had any issues, and then all of a sudden, you know, had high levels. Charlie Reimer's description of them this morning about made me fall out of the chair. He's like, so let's see, you've got an invisible, uh, can't see uh, insect, and it's tearing up the turf and something or other, yeah. and seems like a pretty good out. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like what's really going on over there? <laughs> you know. Speaking of Charlie Reimer, what's your relationship with general managers? Are they good? With general managers? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, John he, Springs was my general manager for years, and okay. now he's the president of Ponderosa. Gotcha. Always had a good relationship with John. We used to go to Nebraska hunting. You know, he'd invite us out there. And uh, Did he wear a bow tie? Oh, no. Okay. No. That's what Charlie no. Roberts thought about BDI bow tie general managers. Oh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. It yeah, yeah, like you yeah, had a good yeah. one. You know, I, I had one when I was at Watchesaw, Arthur Jeffords. I hadn't heard from Arthur in years, and he used to, you know, feel like tees good, greens good, fairways are good, and boy, he would come after me all the time about some little thing. And right. He'd be like, Jackson, you got to learn to take your blinders off when you ride the golf course, and it, he used to <laughs> tick me off. But as I look back on it, you know, it was he really. He was right. Me a good lesson. Okay. Yeah, he he was right. Your attention to detail exactly. became a little bit better because of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I used yeah. to. I played. I got lucky enough to play with Bill Anderson a few times. Uh-huh. And I asked him. I said, you know, how can we play around a golf at Carmel and you not be consumed with everything around you? And I noticed one time under the Dagum scorecard, he had a little notepad and he'd see 15t left of green and he'd just write it down and he wouldn't think about it anymore. He'd still get to go play his golf. But he was daggone working the whole way around and, you know, taking notes, and it just blew me away. Like, yeah, you can't get away from it. Yeah, that's why I don't really enjoy playing my own course that much. I'd rather go somewhere else and play because yeah. you're constantly thinking about things that need to be done. And Right. Oh, I'd rather text Kevin, too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. I'm attacking Kevin because he made a comment about my pants and my socks <laughs> on the Twitter machine. He's the one who made the comment about the jogging pants and the socks from the Patrick Dryman thing. I can't say he's wrong. Dude, they're Under Armour. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. All right. You know something? I don't have a blade collar on. <laughs> True. But that, you can tell that's a fast, that's a new shirt there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. from the Tiger Woods collection. It looks like it would be something. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. a good logo, too, man. Comfortable. And when your hair's that long, you can cover up the fact that you ain't got a collared shirt on. <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's true. I, I never remembered it. I mean, there used to be a little curl coming out the back, right? I mean, not like bald or anything, but that's, Pan, that's pandemic hair. I've had it short for years, and I don't know what it was when the COVID started. I just said, well, the heck with it. I'm not going not to go get a haircut for a while. And uh, My wife and I were out to eat in a nice restaurant the other night, and I wore my cap in. She didn't like that too much. So yeah. She told me then that it's probably time you start thinking about a haircut. <laughs> I said, That's yeah, fun. you're well, probably get, right. Get that second shot, then you can get one. <laughs> there you go. So you're on the Twitter machine, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am. I, I retired from Facebook. I never got into it, so that's an yeah. easy out there. Mm-hmm. You do it for agronomics? Uh, uh, some, yeah. yeah. A lot, lot of people I follow are 
you know, golf. No politics, though, right? Uh, I try to stay away from it, but I don't always do a perfect job. That's why I closed my Facebook account. Because I, I knew all those people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You don't know all these other people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it, the last thing you want to do is go out and have a few beers and make a post and wake up the next morning. Damn, did I really post that? Yeah. So I figured yeah. it's just best to shut it down. That's hilarious. Yeah, we go, I go with mom mode. If mom would be cool with what I read, I'm going to be all right. I can hit the send button. That's right. All right, what else you got for him? Or are That's we taking it. up too much time? I, I appreciate you being here with us today. Oh, I got one last one. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have your son or Jim Huntoon as your assistant? Ooh, how do you That's want to impossible go? to answer, Tim. Oh, man. <laughs> if, you could, if you could have them both working for you at the same time, would you do that? Oh, heck yeah. Would you yeah, fish? Well, you, would, yeah. you, would you hunt more than? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, it'd, it'd make my life a lot simpler. How much are you working now? How many hours? Uh, I don't keep track of it. But at least 50, <laughs> 60 still? You see you out there a lot? No, I, I, honestly, I don't work good. that much anymore. So you've been able to yeah. find a good place with that and, yeah, and, and manage your time I'm and enjoy I'm 61 this. now, so nice. kind of slowing down a little bit. So we've got the, the designs built for the rocking chair with your name on it for the porch out there, right? <laughs> yeah. I want to stay busy in some capacity when I'm no longer a superintendent, but uh, probably be trading trading stocks i think it's gonna be my next not taxidermy work no that'd be much too tedious for me i'd love to bring you my ducks and let you get to work and then come back a year later that'd be fun yeah. maybe we can go find a pintail there you go how many of those do you have uh i've got one that i got mounted uh i got a friend that owns uh some property on the butts up to the refuge over on lake marion yep and he has several top water impoundments. And uh, I say it's three years ago, my youngest son and I were out hunting and I actually tripled on pintails. He had walked off a little ways because it had been kind of slow and got bored. And all of a sudden we had a group of like eight come in and I tripled on pintails. That was a. That's nice. That sounds like a bowling term. That means you're only allowed to have three shots in your gun while you're hunting. Right. He got so all three. So if you three. pull the trigger three times, that means you right. You probably shot pretty well with ducks coming in, zooking and jiving at 30-something, 50 miles an hour. Hell, who knows? We have uh, to do a separate podcast just on hunting, aren't we? We could. I, then I'm, y'all could. <laughs> well, I asked Jim earlier if we should just get in the cart and ride around so I could ask him all my dumb agronomic questions, and it sounds like we should just get mic'd up and go look for some pintails one <laughs> morning. Right. Yeah, y'all go hunt, and I'll just film. So, do you know Charlie Spears? Have you met him at all down at Cherokee? Do you know who I'm talking about? I know of him. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to call him out because he's been on our podcast, but I think it was two seasons ago he had a group of six come in and missed all three shots. Did he really? That's a bad feeling. And he doesn't have one, and he's kicking himself. Oh, I bet. Yeah, because he was – That's um, wrong, man. He was there like two weeks before I was able to get the canvas back in the same blind. Yeah. Now, we had a good hunt. I mean, we limited out, but – Oh, heck yeah. No, that's all he kept talking about is, I want a redhead, canvas back, pinhead, pintail. So, anyhow, yeah. All right, well, we'll end on calling Charlie out then. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. And I'm going to hit you up to come play golf at your place. Sure, anytime. All right. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot. Please follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.